0: And uh, John Machoda now joining us from the Athletic. And, John, I mean, I I may ask you to put your Cowboys cap back on at some point, but right now you are all Detroit lined up. I mean, this is what you've waited for since you were a kid. You watch this team. I mean, will it not sink in, John, until kickoff? Uh, that It's actually happening. I mean, it does sound strange. And, of course, it leaves the Cowboys alone with, like, the commanders as having gone so long, whatever the stat is. But um, what do you you think you'll, what will that feeling be like, having grown up in the Detroit area, when you see the Lions out there competing for the right to go to the Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, it's funny you say it because I didn't think it would be that big of a deal to me just because I cover an NFL team, but... This week when Jared Goff was talking to reporters and his backdrop had, you know, the Lions logo, but then it had the NFC Championship game logo on there. One, it made me think of, I was like, man, that just doesn't even seem right. And then two, it made me think of, man, it's been a long time since the Cowboys have have had a player stand in front of a backdrop like that. I mean, because I know how from week to week when they're in the playoffs, how they're preparing for the possibility of, okay, if they win this game, then we'll have, we're going to have more media. We're going to have to have players over here. If they win this game, uh, we're probably not going to be able to do this in the locker room. We're going to have to have Dak out here. I know that they plan for all this stuff, but we just haven't seen it come to fruition. So to see Goff answering questions uh, with that, with that logo in the background, it was, uh, I don't know, it just didn't seem right.
0: (laughs) By the way, I like this headline in one of your favorite Detroit news organizations. Lions locker room reacts to Jim Harbaugh becoming Chargers head coach. I mean, they're preparing for the dang NFC title game. And I know he coached right down the road and it's a huge story around there, but it just seems kind of funny to me. It's like, it's like the Lions and and they they got people Jones here uh, because he played at Michigan and all these other players, some players that didn't even play at Michigan, and they're all reacting to the big news about Jim Harbaugh. It's, it's just like Harbaugh kind of with his cheating scandal and then winning the national title and now going to the Chargers. It's like he, he seems to own every news cycle, doesn't he?
1: He does, especially there. I mean, one of the, the biggest eye-openers for me when I moved down to Texas was just going to a bar on a Saturday to watch college football and being so used to when I would do that in Michigan. It's like, you know, either Michigan or Michigan State is going to be on, maybe Notre Dame. That's it. You go to a bar down here, it's like you have the whole bar is split with people that are, you know, whatever, Texas, Texas Tech, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, TCU, Baylor. Like, I mean, there's just so many different teams to root for, and so – when we go to like to the combine, I'm not even worried about that local college angle because there's there's no sense in me worrying about that. You know, if that player is from a local college and they could be potentially fit for the Cowboys, yeah, that that's definitely a player I want to talk to. But you're just talking to my friends that are in the media in, in different you know areas like Detroit, it just it's totally different when you go to the combine because you're not worried about that college aspect. And I just, I mean, yeah, okay, let's say that's the same exact thing happened. Texas won it all. Sarkeesian's leaving. I'm like I, w- I can't even think of anybody that I would. My going up to Malik Jefferson in the Cowboys locker room and asking about that, I doubt it. So it, it is different, but that is such a huge. I mean, those Detroit sports has been down for a while. So to have those two stories, you know, going on at the same time in a, in a football city, I mean, I, I, there's many a times. I'm a big sports talk radio fan. There's many a times where I'll talk to my brother about it and be like, Man, I don't know what they have to talk about, but right now they don't. No, there's no shortage of things to talk about.
0: Is is Dan Campbell? I mean, he's like an instant legend there already. I mean, he's become this kind of iconic Detroit guy. I mean, he's embraced everything about the city. I have even seen those, like, hype videos where he's talking about the car industry. And, I mean, he's just kind of become, obviously, they love him. I mean, isn't it amazing how it was a big joke? I mean, what are we, three years removed from him, that famous introductory, I want to Take their kneecaps out, and I want to do this, and then I want to beat them up some more. And it was like, oh my gosh! I mean, what, what in the world? Who is this guy, and what have they done? And I mean, he's he's now. You look around the league, and you got you got Shanahan, obviously. John Harbaugh, huge respect for him. Andy Reid, but I mean, is Dan Campbell like automatically? Is he is he right now? A top five coach in the NFL? Has that already happened basically because
1: of this run? I mean, some could say that. I wouldn't. I'm not, I never judged any players, coaches, teams off of any one year. Now, he has been building for the last two or three years, but I, th- I still think that you need to have even more playoff success to be in that top five group. But yeah, in Detroit, I mean, he's the best coach they've had since Wayne Fonts. I mean, so it's not <laughs> like you really have a, a lot that has been going on recently to get excited about. And when you talk about the biting the kneecaps off, yeah, you don't. You think of that as as a joke when you're from Detroit too, because you're just like, well, of course they're not going to get the right guy. They're just they're not going to fix this thing. It's just going to keep going in this direction. You don't think that. So when you hear a guy talk like that, you're like, this is going to be a disaster. But that, what what else did you expect? You don't expect it to be like, no, no, no. They're thinking outside the box. They're gonna they're ahead of the the process here. Uh, you just don't think of the Lions being like that. And honestly, it was this way. Uh, this year with the draft when they're sitting there and they're and they're, tr- they're they're trading these picks, but but they're using the picks to draft a running back and a tight end and a safety with these premium picks are all positions that you're just like, that's not really what you're supposed to use premium picks on. And it's been a huge success. And again, you just aren't used to giving them the benefit of the doubt because they've been bad for so long when the, when the Steelers do that, or uh, you know, the Ravens or the Packers, you're just like, yeah, that's one of the best organizations in the game. You don't assume that the lions will do that. And it just, I will say this: the, the biggest thing, if you're not, you don't care about the Lions or any of this conversation. I will say, whatever you're a fan of in the NFL, it speaks to how quickly you can turn it around with a handful of players, a new coach, a new direction. Uh, you can turn it around pretty quick, and it's not just the Lions. It's you see what's what Stroud did down in Houston. You see how quickly Joe Burrow turned around Cincinnati. I like using those as an example because those are closer to the Lions than the Cowboys, where you're – like the Cowboys, you just feel like, yeah, they should be able to make a move here or there and then turn this thing around. It just, it just hasn't happened.
0: All right, John Machoda from The Athletic on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. What do you think, Jerry, when he sees the Lions, a team they beat, albeit a controversial ending, but a team they beat, playing against a team they haven't been able to get past, How do you think Jerry – you try to get inside Jerry's mind, which can be a scary place. How do you think Jerry views this? Um, And and is it kind of like, hey, we're extremely close because we beat one of the teams in
1: the NFC title game? Well, I think we can. It's a little bit easier right now to get into his head and into the way he's thinking because he's already played one of his cards, and that's bringing back Mike McCarthy. If he didn't think they were close, he wouldn't have done Mm -hmm. that. And so mm-hmm. I think that that part of it, and then like you mentioned, the Lions being there, let's see how this game goes against the Niners. Cause if the Niners just blow the Lions out, it's going to show you that again, that the Niners are just in a different class than the rest of the NFC. So you're probably not that close, but if the Lions were to beat the Niners, I mean, that could just be more gasoline to the fire for Jerry to think like now nah, we're just like one player away or one this or one that away. And, and I, and I do believe he thinks that because of how talented the team was because that they've, on three straight years of winning 12 games uh, because because they ended up being the two-seed in the playoffs. I don't think he thinks they're that far away. That's why he's bringing McCarthy back. So, yeah, if the, if the Lions beat the Niners, uh, that could have some impact on Jerry's thinking about how he's running the Cowboys next season.
0: Did, did Mike almost seem – what did you think of his countenance at that news conference? I, I, I kind of went back and studied him a little bit, and it was like he knew he had to do it, and you have to do those things at the end of the year. But I almost sensed he was a bit embarrassed, like like that he had to be that defensive, you know, like and I don't I'm not even sure he was that defensive. I'm just saying three straight twelve. No, you're runs. on the I right track. Be, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> okay. I just thought there was part of his body language that maybe was in even some of those later questions where he almost wanted to go, give me a break. You know I've won 37 games here, and I can't believe I'm I'm having to be up here explaining to fans why I should have to be back. Did you Did you feel any of that coming from him, or or even a, just a, a tad bit of embarrassment that he had to almost be in that
1: situation that he was in that day? No, I think you're on the right track with that. I, I, there's definitely something to that. Um, I always think of it from a standpoint of. Yeah, we cover sports, and and we're sports, you know, fans of sports. We watch a lot of sports, and and, and we got a good grip on it because we've been doing it for a while. Um, But we don't know as much as the coaches know, and especially if you're a coach that's won a Super Bowl, I guarantee you there's a part of them that that feels that way. Like, guys, I've done this before. I understand we didn't get the result that we wanted against Green Bay, but I I know how to win a Super Bowl. I I did it in Green Bay. I did it in year five. We had a lot of success there. We went to the playoffs over and over again in a league that – of parody that it's so hard to do. And I've already won 12 games in a row or 12 games each of the last three years. Obviously this thing's headed in the right direction. I know what I'm doing. He can't say that up there. Not after that Packers game, not getting blown out the way that they mm-hmm. got blown out, not mm-hmm. being down 27 late in the first half. You cannot go up there and say that that would just look so tone deaf, but I guess, you know what? Maybe he could have, because at the same time you mentioned the Dan Campbell thing. I, I go back to the, the, the the other one, because most of the time people are like, yeah, you know, this guy won the press conference. And you're just like, well, yeah, I would say 99% of the time they do. But the two yeah. times that stand out to me are the Dan Campbell one, and then that one when Sirianni was talking about growing flowers and not being able to see see the roots growing and things like that. And even his opening press conference was a disaster. And, may, hey, maybe he isn't the right coach for Philly, but that looks so bad that you were like, oh, this is going to be ethically horrible. And they end up going to the Super Bowl a couple years later. So. I guess, I guess you can go up there and say whatever you want, but I, that's not Mike McCarthy's personality. I think his personality is much more to stand up there, take the shot, answer the questions, and then probably go back after he leaves there and maybe say a few words to Tad Carper, the, the, the head of the Cowboys PR, and maybe a few others about whatever. Um, but that's not really like him to, to to really lose it too much on the podium.
0: Yeah. There's just He had a very buttoned-up look, and he knew he had to kind of take it, right? He knew he had to sit up there – and take it a little bit. But there was a – I don't know if it was a – it was a smirk almost. And he did say – what did he say? I like that moment where he's like, we take zero – we take no responsibility on what happened here before because I'm sure any of that talk of the 28 season since the NFC title game,
1: that gets old. Uh, you know, it was just like, hey, I had nothing to do with most of that. You know, so – And you know what, hey, he made... Matt, he was asked two <laughs> weeks ago about that. And, and, and he had, a, like, you know, your, your typical, like, response about, you know, but, I mean, the season was still going on. When he said that in that press conference, that, that to me, especially it wasn't at the beginning either. It was towards the end. When he said that, one of the first things I thought of was, oh, this is something that he's wanted to get off his chest. He's been thinking about this.
0: Yeah. And it was just kind of like, we don't take any responsibility for that. It's kind of like, <laughs> if y'all want to beat up Jerry, he's right over there. He's right upstairs right now. But I don't beat me up for that. Don't beat
1: me up for all those misses. Uh, we well, hey, hold on. Let me ask you yeah. a question. Let me ask you a question about that if this was three or four years ago, I can understand that being somewhat of a storyline, but aren't we past that? I mean, CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, they've been around for a little bit here. Like, I don't think that, I don't know, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I don't judge them off of what happened 28 years ago. I judge them off of these last three or four years. I think that they're they're carrying their own weight of their own coming up short and falling short in the playoffs. I don't think that it's necessarily – I'm sure there's a ton of, like, you know, Cowboys fans that, that do feel that way, but I don't think that that's the majority. I think the majority looks at what's happened the last three or four years.
0: Yeah, I think that's right. I just think when you get mad about a current season – you, you're, you tend to look at Jerry, right, but above all, and he's been the one that's been around for however many, you know, 30-something years. And so it, it, you, that still draws your ire, is like, oh, my gosh. And then, of course, every time there's a new breakthrough team, it makes, you, it makes people even matter. It's like nobody's happy for Detroit. It's just like it's just more misery for the Cowboys. I mean, maybe not every fan's like that. Like, I'm, I grew up a Cowboys fan. But and I think it's just I mean I I'm happy for you. I'm happy. Like I, I thought it was funny a few years ago when like the Bengals made the Super Bowl. It felt weird. But I'm like I like the feeling cuz it's just it's a strange thing that you it's not really supposed to happen and it's happening. So, I don't know. I don't know how but I think I think a lot of fans are just like, man, this is just more and at this point it just becomes like comedy that the Cowboys have gone so long, but you're right.
1: Those other folks. Yeah. No, you know what the comp, the comp to me would be the, as if with baseball, if it'd been 28 years since the Yankees got to the world series, but here's the Oakland A's getting there. Like, you're just looking around, like, wait, how, how, how are, how's Oakland getting there? Or, 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 heck even just this previous year seeing, seeing that, that Arizona Diamondbacks team get there. Now, The Yankees won it in 2009. I mean, I know that probably seems a long time ago to Yankees fans of what they spend, but I think that Cowboys fans look at this when they see a Lions or a Bengals and they're like, yeah, we get it, there's a lot of parity here, but also we have a lot of advantages here. So I'm not saying we should be in this thing every year, maybe not even every five years, but we should be there every 10 years, I would think. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Like maybe even you stumble into an NFC title game at some point. Like something goes your way. And, I mean, you can't stumble into one, but you know what I'm saying. It's like if you keep knocking on the door, something's going to happen. And uh, so, I, I don't know. If they ever do it, if they ever made an NFC title game, I mean, everybody would get, like, huge extensions. Like, I, it, it's it's funny that even people still talk about the Super Bowl. Because for the, what the Lions have done, and that's that's what I'm curious. Are you, do you think the Lions fans do have kind of, a, and hopefully the players don't have this, but a happy-to-be-here mentality like this is the most awesome thing and like maybe you know but they don't really think they're going to break through and and i don't think campbell let his players think like that but there there has to be a little bit of that feeling and i don't know if it happens in the locker room but you're a longtime lions fan don't you think that's a little bit how the fan base thinks is like hey anything more than this is gravy but getting getting to this point is like the most enormous breakthrough we could ever imagine, in a sense.
1: Yeah, for sure, and especially any fan over the age of twenty twenty five, because there's just a lot of things that have happened in the last two seasons that showed you that it wasn't, you know, it's really popular in Detroit to say, SOL, same old Lions, people say it all the time. And there's just a lot of things that have happened in the last year or two that show you that they're not the same uh, when they won in Kansas city this year to open the season, uh, the way they closed out last season on that winning streak and, 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 and kind of had the exclamation part, exclamation mark, part of it being that they beat the green Bay Packers in green Bay to keep the Packers out of, out of the playoffs and Aaron Rogers uh, time with the Packers just things like that that Lions typically don't do. There's been a, multiple games this year where you were like, ah, yeah, the lines in the past would have lost this, including in the playoffs. And so for them to even get to the NFC Championship game, I do think that most fans want to go further. Obviously, they think that a team's capable of winning at all. But I think you look if they were to lose the Niners, then a lot of people look back and be like, man, this is a young team. We got the right head coaches. It's headed in the right direction. Uh, we're going to be back here, which you, you never know that you will be. So that that's the other part of it. But I do want to say I don't think the players are thinking that at all. Because I don't think – I mean, it's such a young team. I don't, I don't see them being, like, mm-hmm. really caring about not winning a Super Bowl or, or a championship since the 50, 57 season. I, I don't think that they – I think that they look at it as, hey, why not us type thing.
0: Yeah. Like, if you went player to player and said, what can you tell me about Wayne Fonts? You don't think we'd get a whole <laughs> lot of –
1: we think we get a lot of strange looks. I think you can. I think you can fast forward up to Matt Millen and Joey Harrington and, and Roy Williams and Charles Rogers and Jeff Backus. I don't think they know anything about them, uh, much less Wayne. I bet you they, most of those guys all they know are you know Calvin Johnson, Barry Sanders, and maybe a handful of other guys. But that's about it. You
0: remember that blog that was kind of popular among Detroit people, like when blogging was huge, and you know I was heavily involved in the blogosphere, and I first got to ESPN.com. And there was one like called The Ghost of Wayne Fonts or something along those lines. Like it was good. It was good. It was kind of funny. I can't remember, but it was like you know how everybody has a podcast now, right? That's how it used to be in the with the blog. I mean it was just it was just like everybody in America had to have a blog all of a sudden.
1: Oh man. I mean, I get that if if you got a team that's doing well or making moves and stuff like that. I just don't know the Ha uh, man, there's just been a lot of a lot of bad with the Lions over the last twenty, thirty years. So I don't know how productive that blog would be, but I I don't know of it now. So I know it's it not around good, anymore. I liked <laughs> it.
0: I'm going to look it up. I'm going to see what those guys are up to now. I thought that was a good blog. I just hope they take the. Uh, I'm by the way. I'm weren't you cringing when that poor reporter was asking Todd Bowles? I just I I watched that and had to turn it off when when the reporter was asking him a couple of, or whenever about like having to go to Detroit with the weather at all,
1: and, like, how would they prepare for the weather? Yeah, I, I mean, just, they've I been inside like, since 1975, so, yeah. No, I just,
0: I, <laughs> I just wanted to be like, somebody's got to help her. Like, you know, like, just reach over and go, no, 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 like,
1: stop her. I mean, I guess there's no I way. I don't Bowles know if was... you'd want to do that. I don't know if you'd want to do that. Uh, I, from what I heard, it was a news reporter um, oh, okay. who was helping out, filling in type thing. I, I think they, they might not have uh, someone in their sports department anymore. These are just rumors I had heard because I don't know who, who the reporter was, but that's just yeah. what I would heard. And so I don't know that she knew the background on that. And I don't know. I, I just can't see a lot of reporters stepping in on someone else's question like that mid-question. Uh, maybe, but uh, I thought Todd Gould yeah. did a good job handling it. Like if I ever
0: felt you were going to get yourself in a bad situation, I would step in. But I've I've never I've never had any I've always had faith in you. Well, I I'm appreciate. The, I would welcome I, that. I, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the problem. I'm the peop- I'm the guy people need to step in on sometimes. But uh, all right, well, uh, good luck, man. This will, this will be fun. How are you? Uh, I've now I've told you you need to drop everything and get to the Super Bowl. If you have that opportunity, uh, and and I think you need to be in Vegas. It's just you you need to be there. I don't think the the going to Detroit is what you need to do. Now you may disagree, and that's fine. Uh, what about uh, what about Sunday? How are we going to take this thing in?
1: So I do have a friend that's in town from work uh, from Detroit. So I'm going to watch the game with him and maybe other few others around here. Uh, but yes, I've made several calls. Um, I've I've put it out there to. Several people that have way more pull than I do. That if the Lions are to somehow beat the Niners, um, I need two tickets, and not for the nine thousand five hundred dollars that the cheapest tickets going for right now on the secondary market. I need to be a little bit cheaper than that. But yes, I would. Ideally, the plan is if they were to win, my brother and I would go to Las Vegas. But yeah, uh, I, th- I think you've got a chance. The, the thing that things that are working against me are that. Uh, the Lions fan base has traveled really well, and it's been so long that I expect them to, to travel very well if that was to happen. Also, first Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Also, the fact that that stadium only holds 65,000. There's a lot of things working against me, but I'm not, I'm not going to give up. I'm going to fight to the end.
0: All right. I'll give you an old travel tip for Vegas that I learned a long, long time ago. Try to, try to go ahead and book something at, like, the Circus Circus Hotel, like a hotel that no one would ever think of staying. All right. And, and you could, you could maybe, maybe get a little, you know, and then start working your way up. You could kind of just, as long as you have a hotel room, then you can start kind of trying to trade up, but uh, keep that place in mind. Okay. And and then yeah, try to, yeah. don't try to gamble there. Cause I think it's, it's, it's basically for kids.
1: <laughs> that is, nah, I don't think it is. Uh, so I, I usually go to <laughs> Vegas at least once every couple of years for that, for the first round of the NCAA tournament. And uh I've done my share of walking around the city to just kind of take in the different levels and there are a level for just about everybody's dollar amount to stay in Las Vegas. From the highest of high rollers to Circus Circus. And I'll tell you what, I went in the Circus Circus about two years ago and that smell of cigarette smoke was you just don't forget something like that. So
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not all looking to stop tomorrow, are they? They're not they're, they're. <laughs> They've decided to go ahead and commit to their, their lifetime of smoking. All right.
1: There's just there's well, different price points in those hotels. There's different price yeah. points for everybody's whatever. I'm, now for the Super Bowl, probably everything will be crazy, but that's fine. If I need to drive a few hours to somewhere, I can do that too. I just need to get. I just need to be in the building for the game if the Lions are in it.
0: Yeah, and then I, I'll remind me if you do go the, the Mosley progressive betting system. I did okay. learn, yeah, many years ago at the blackjack table, the progressive betting system, and I'd love to share that with you. All right, um, John, all, all my best. Appreciate you. Good luck. We'll be rooting for those Lions. Give Sod my best. I'll talk to you soon.
1: Sounds good, Matt. Thanks for having me on.
0: John Machoda from The uh, Athletic jumping on with us to talk about those Detroit Lions in the nfc title game still sounds crazy um let's speaking of that let's get get you ready for sundays i mean it's going to be quite a day of uh, activity starting at two o'clock with those two matchups um let's do that and let's do that next